<laughs> Dancing with the Stars is a really, uh, you know, it's a really... It's iconic. <laughs> yeah, and unless you've done it, it's quite, it's quite difficult to understand what it entails. Um, and it's, you know, even before I did it, and I, you know, when I was asked to do it, I spoke to friends of mine in the UK who had done Strictly and various things just to get a sense of, of what is involved or, you know, what it demands. And I... Even at that, everyone's experience is different and I still didn't really fully understand until I did it myself. And it's kind of this, you know, dancing orb where you just kind of submit your life to training, to learning, to listening to music. And it's so difficult. I found it so difficult. (laughs) I think you summed it up. (laughs) Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn. And on this week's episode... I was delighted to have a chat with the brilliant Darren Kennedy. Darren is a presenter, broadcaster and entrepreneur, to name just a few, known for his eclectic work across the industry, presenting hit shows such as Operation Transformation, performing an RT's Dancing with the Stars, to his latest feature in BBC's You Are What You Wear. We chatted about his fascinating journey into the industry, how he grafted his way into Global Spotlight, and discussed what the future has in store for Darren next. Darren was such a lovely, generous guest to have on the show and probably one of the busiest people I've ever had the pleasure of chatting to. So, without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Interviews with special guest, Darren Kennedy. Well, thank you so much and welcome to um, another episode of Interviews. Uh, my fantastic guest for the day is, of course, the brilliant Darren Kennedy. How's it going, Darren? I'm great, Connor. I couldn't be better now. Um, happy the rain has stopped. <laughs> I know, Jesus. Yeah, I've been waiting on that one for a while. <laughs> it's been some turn in the weather. I've been swimming a lot in the sea recently, and today's the first day where I'm actually questioning whether I will actually get in. I did go in yesterday, and by the time I got to the spot I swim in, it was torrential rain. But... As my mother always said, she's getting wet in the water anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. But there, it's that 20 seconds where you kind of get into your togs and you're walking down kind of in the cold, in the rain, in the wind to jump into the sea. But then once you do it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. You have that kind of like, is this a good idea? And then once you're in, do you know what I mean? Then you're there. I have actually, I think I've seen you kind of like on socials, like going down to around Seapoint, that general area, which the last couple of weeks, it's been amazing weather. I have to admit, I've been just scarring along that coastline myself. Um, I, th- I don't think I'd be as brave as to go in if you went in yesterday. I think I probably would have left it be, but um, oh, you have play. To, I mean, you have to get in. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, the water's warmer now than it has been most summers. So it's actually really, really balmy, um, which is lovely. And uh, actually, I'm starting a little group you might be interested in if you're swimming and, and uh, some of your listeners. Uh, swimming Sundowners, which is taking place the first Sunday of September. So it's just a little social group for people who like to, you know, go for a little dip, have a little drink as the sun sets and sea points. So um, keep an eye out on Instagram. I'll be sharing details of that. Darren, you've got me booked. I mean, we're only in about a minute and I mean, plugged uh, up. <laughs> there's the next thing. I mean, yeah, when are we meeting up next? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but here, um, if anybody kind of doesn't know who you are, shame on them, honestly, um, <laughs> because you've probably got one of the most eclectic um array of backgrounds between presenting broadcasting dance with the stars secret life of life of celebrity pets i mean the list goes on and on not to mention i mean voted 
Ireland's most stylish man, if denominated. I mean, I, I could go on, but I think I'll leave it up to you. Well, so I think, if I people... think you just mentioned the secret life of celebrity pets there. And I have my little doggy, Harry, sitting on my lap. And you can probably hear him <laughs> clucking away almost like a chicken. He's like, he's getting ready to to bark at something. I mean, he loves giving seagulls a good telling off. So if he does break into his song, be prepared for it. Um, I can feel it coming. But uh, yeah, Harry, actually, I'm speaking of Harry. He celebrates his 14th uh, birthday today. And uh, oh yeah, so he's, and he's celebrating, he's celebrating with a haircut. <laughs> celebrating with a haircut. And I mean, to mark the occasion, of course, we had to get him there on for go. an interview. On cue, on cue. I knew it was coming. Uh, <laughs> but um, if you want to kind of just explain a wee bit about... <laughs> He's already got the spotlight for a second and he's away off. Oh, one. He never um, misses an opportunity. <laughs> never misses an opportunity, let me tell you. But sure, tell us a wee bit about yourself, kind of your background and um, where you're from, kind of what you do, because I, I'm saying all of this, but I'm sure there's about 20 other things that I haven't even got to mention. Well, I um, guess- so just a quick... I, I Connor, I mean, I'm I'm a Dublin boy, born and bred. Uh, it's uh, I grew up on the north side of Dublin, and um, I'm you know I'm I'm I love I'm you know as much as I travel with my job and with my work and everything, I love Dublin. I love coming home, and it's where I feel very grounded. And and I just think you know walking around the streets of Dublin, you end up having chats with like the most random of people, and you know I just think that's something you don't get anywhere in the world where you know oh, be see you know anything will just open a conversation people are always waiting to have a good chat and just have a bit of banter and uh, that's something I really struggle with when I am abroad because um well in some places if you're in the states and I work a lot in the states you can end up having chat but it's random right and it's kind of like it leads nowhere and you're kind of going that was bizarre uh, in london it's very difficult i think people are a bit closed and a bit skeptical and they're not as open to the chats and if you are the one who initiates it people are they're a bit dubious as to what you want and then in dublin yeah. it's chat for the sake of chat and i love it and it can be the most random thing um why am i telling you that well i'm from dublin and i'm very proud of it uh, so my i started off um my background i guess in in university was i studied uh, international business what languages French and Spanish and I just really love languages and I just wanted to go and live abroad and experience other cultures and I did that and um, it's, it's funny how those things come around because I never saw how I guess being able to even speak other languages might feed into my career directly knowing that I wanted to work in in broadcast and media but it, it, you know I work all over the world now and some of my clients would bring me to Paris Fashion Week to Cannes to various different places so it all actually ties in quite nicely um I, I does mean, no in, harm sorry <laughs> does no harm yeah no harm. I guess in a nutshell you know uh the, I'm a TV uh, presenter I also develop and devise my own TV shows a lot of the time um I'm a columnist with well how I was a columnist with the Irish Independent for 10 years uh, I work with Beverly Hills Lifestyle Magazine as their men's editor. Um, and then I guess an entrepreneur. So starting businesses, you know. So my latest venture, my current venture is Kennedy & Co., uh, which is uh, grooming and hair care products for men. Um, yeah, I think you summed it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I did let you kind of start that because I think I list off just a couple of things. And then from there, international entrepreneur, presenter, call it. I mean, I mean I'm always so conscious. The, the, the common thread for me is just I enjoy um, 
I guess I enjoy taking on new challenges and starting new things and then, you know, seeing them through and then moving on. I mean, that's kind of, that's really the common thread. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you've nailed it on the head there. I think, especially from kind of, as you said, proud Dublin boy, um, Irish background, I think it's kind of part of like anybody, like the Irish culture to just, you know, be up for chat, be really, you know, I mean, I, I think there's a good work ethic as well usually comes with it. Um, but um, as you said, do you know what I mean? There's just been a litany of things and they've all bounced off from like your time in university and stuff like this. That was what I was kind of going to move on to next. Like you said that you've always, kept, I mean, from such an eclectic background of things, like was presenting and kind of this media route that, because I know that you do a lot of kind of like um, things promoting your brand and uh, different kind of various, as you said, producing um, and, you know, going to these fashion weeks. I mean, everything that you've done. Was this always something that you had your mind on or was there kind of a potential other path that you had in mind? Because I know I've chatted to some comedians or actors before and they've said, oh, this was not up my horizon at all. But people seem to fall into these paths because that's kind of where life leads them. Um, The broadcasting side of things was something I absolutely wanted to do. And when I was, uh, I never wanted to study it, mind you. Because I remember at that stage in my life, um, I was being advised that I should do communications or journalism. And I never had a desire to study um, either. I just felt, uh, I felt it wasn't going to be my strength to study it um, in that sense. So I kind of <clears throat> have always been, I mean, I've worked from a very young age. So I'd rather just learn on the, on the job by doing. But while I was in university, I started working as a runner, um, which is kind of like a dog's body. But in a nice sense. Um, oh, I'm, I, I've been there, done yeah, it, exactly. um, and it's, it's, made the teas and coffees. <laughs> exactly. And listen, that's, you know, it's, a, it's the best place to learn. So I started as a runner on uh, the breakfast show on Ireland AM. And uh, that was when they had just started out as well. And, you know, I made so many contacts there. And I also learned really how the industry works. And then... Over time, I started working as a researcher and a producer on various different shows while I was, I was guess, gaining experience and, and exposure in front of the camera and doing like various kind of entertainment reports on the likes of RT2 and radio. I started doing a lot of radio um, and I also started my own radio show. So it's quite interesting. Obviously, a lot of people are doing podcasts uh, today. Um, when I was, so when I was 19, I started a radio show on Dublin City Radio called Kennedy's Couch, which was, you know, not dissimilar, <laughs> I guess, to what you're doing now, but it was kind of a profile um, interview-based show with people from all walks of life, you know, from authors to politicians to to tailors to, you know, radio hosts, etc. cetera. Um, and then I, that all kind of gathered momentum and I started then hosting my own shows and developing my own formats which is something that I still do. And, you know, it, the nature of the beast is that projects come, you do them, you might do them again a couple of months later, and then they kind of fade off and you move on to new things. So um, my latest TV show is on BBC One, You Are What You Wear. I've seen it. Um, oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> my role on that is as a, you know, obviously Ryland is the lead host on that. And I'm one of a, we're a style squad and we're a team of people and help people kind of change their lives away in a way through what they were. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> I think you've kind of wrapped up really nicely there. Cause I suppose that was one of the 
I've had you kind of on the list for coming on to show for a while now, just between, you know, no seeing you from like Dancing Stars. And then kind of, I remember just like following you from there and going, oh my God, this man has kind of like done the career path that I want to do. Like, as you said, you know, going from that runner, like that'd be my background would kind of be that production-y base. Um, but then obviously it's that kind of like movement from say, you know, behind the scenes to maybe like more on talent and, um, you know, being a bit more creative in the sense. Um, so that's really fascinating for me to actually, I mean, it sounds like I'm kind of going along the right path anyways. <laughs> I think, you know, as long as I think, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing and you're working hard and you're making inroads, well then just uh, see where it leads you. And that's the exciting thing. Um, I mean, I guess in tandem to that, one thing that I'd never maybe foreseen was, uh, you know, the business side of things and, Mm. You know, and, you know, it's a word that I feel weird using, but it's been said to me so many times and I guess that makes sense, but it's, it's the entrepreneur side of things. You know, I started, um, I pursued a passion of mine just because TV, I was working on various different shows and, um, operation transformation being one of them, which still runs, obviously I worked on the first three seasons of that as a reporter and a, a producer and it was quite exhausting and it kind of consumed pretty much every aspect of my life for like four or five months a year. And I remember I had done three seasons of that. I was a reporter on the Jerry Ryan show. Um, and I kind of would come to the end of it. And I was like, God, I need to just take a break and do something for me just as a hobby. And that's when I explored uh, fashion. And I enrolled in um, some fashion courses in London and Central St. Martins. And off the back of that, I set up my personal styling business. And I had set up a website just as a calling card almost for the personal styling business. And on that, I had created a blog and this is before blogs and the blogosphere had really taken off. And, and then kind of looking at how that was doing, that kind of morphed into an online magazine and we used to, I had an awards and various different things. So, so it became like almost like an online publisher. Um, and that was, so that was one of the early businesses. So I think it's about keeping your eyes open as well and just kind of, and, and following where the flow leads you to a certain extent. Um, and that's something that I'm very grateful that I did because I realized it's that side of things as well that really gets my kind of creative juices going. And I, what well, I love hosting and I love developing and the world is changing, media is changing and, you know, it's, it's given me um, other outlets, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, as you said, you're just taking every opportunity as it comes um, or, you know, making, going with the flow. And sure, I mean, got new swimming and drinks at Sundown Club going. I mean, um, Women's yeah, Leonard. strike strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely, <laughs> and you know, and I'm 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 all about trying to help other people as well. And you know, recently I've I launched a new initiative, well, a new little project on across Instagram TV called uh, the Sixty Second Pitch, and that's about giving you know small businesses. I mean, obviously, we're living in a times that are unprecedented. Um, times where a lot of businesses are suffering. And as a small business owner, I know how difficult it is at the best of times to cut through, you know, and I have a bit of a platform or whatnot, but against, you know, with Kennedy and Co Grooming, it's all Irish made, it's vegan, it's cruelty free. It's, you know, we make it here in Ireland, but we're up, we're in a space that's very crowded with some big global players. So you have to kind of take every opportunity that you can. And I re I'm aware that for small businesses, you know, they're facing the same dilemmas or their own dilemmas, but in a different space, but then throw COVID in on top of that. And you're like, geez, Louise, it's a really tough time. So it's just a small thing. And also, but I'm interested to see how businesses will be creative because it's not necessarily, 
you know, the opportunities there as well, because it's not about having the biggest budgets. It's about, it's about creativity these days. Um, and there is massive opportunity. And I think, um, you know, when, when life throws an obstacle in the work, and I think humanity has been thrown the biggest obstacle that we've known in the past 100 years with, with, with the pandemic. But there, there is opportunity there. And, you know, some people will thrive. And unfortunately, some people won't. But everything will recalibrate. Yeah, I think that's it as well. I mean, just the way that things can happen, like, as you said, some people have thrived. There's been, you know, people that have just been so inventive between, you know, even starting up their own businesses from kind of face coverings and everything else. Um, I mean, to those ones, I'm pretty sure set up like during quarantine when everything started hitting a hand sanitizing plant or they created something like that. And next thing they were into the millions within a couple of months um it was an Irish uh, brand they had um oh gosh I can't remember it was on another podcast listening to uh architectures of business but um yeah it was it's insane I suppose that is just kind of the running theme like you have to kind of make do with what is being handed to you and um 2020's handed us quite a lot uh, <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah but um I suppose you've kind of explained so well you know different areas that you came from and just how much you've kind of grafted and uh, built on, as you said, from runner, reporter, researcher. But um, I was wondering, I suppose, each of them, I know in myself, are definitely character building. But um, I'm always kind of curious about what kind of jobs maybe people have had to the opportunity, <laughs> let's say, to do before kind of getting into those worlds, um, which is their perspective career onwards my father he likes to call them character building yes um because i always reference back to uh working in like strawberry fields and like working in like these pizza places and um just uh horrendous work but um teaches a lot about the world i don't know um i feel like you've had enough character building experiences in the industry anyways but i don't know if you had anything prior to that <laughs> um so you mean tough tough experiences yeah, yeah. Essentially, um, character crippling, perhaps, uh, would be the, the the better word to use. Yeah, just um, things I that kind of like um, you know, harden you a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, you know, it's, it's, an, it's the course of life and the course of business and the course of anything that you do that you'll have setbacks. Um, and I think, you know, really success is based probably more on how you deal with the setbacks than the actual success itself. And I think any entrepreneur and any business owner or self-starter will tell you that. It's like, it's how you deal with the knockbacks that really set you up to succeed. Because if you think it's going to be easy, there's a problem. <laughs> and, unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately, though, you know, whenever, whenever you start out in a new venture, in a new space, or whatever, there is a certain element of naivety. And that's just, that's part of it. And I kind of think it's like, you need the naivety because sometimes if you knew how difficult it would be, you'd never start. So, so it's kind of like, it, it's, it's, it's a bit of a funny one in that sense, because if you don't have the setbacks, so you, you can't really learn and you can't kind of get the resilience that's needed to, and maybe the determination to keep pushing forward. So it's a little bit like a double-edged sword, but without the, you know, Without the the failure, there is no glory, I think. And it also helps you appreciate when things go right. Um, and I think, you know, depending on your personality type, I think, you know, humans by our very nature can rest 
well, some people rest on their laurels, but I think most people uh, dwell on their failures as opposed to patting themselves on the back when they've had a little success. And I think learning to recognize the successes is a big part of the journey because I think if you don't recognize the successes and enjoy them, it can feel quite thankless. Um, and that's probably, you know, that's one of the things that, that, I, that I have learned. Mm, mm, definitely. And I think kind of what you touched on the point there where it's like, you kind of have to chance your arm and not be naively. I mean, here's me even just out of the blue, some wee naughty lad, you know, DMing you on Instagram saying, hey, do you want to be part of my <laughs> podcast series? So, um, no, like, I think that's it. Anybody that's been in those spaces before, um, everybody knows how tough it is. And um, I think everybody kind of wants everyone to succeed. And kind of going on from that, I suppose, um, you've, you know, been through all of these particular pieces. Has there been any particular standout moments that you've had in your career so far? I was going to ask about your average working day, but um, I don't think you do have an average working day. So I was going I to see. You know, and, and it's, 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 it always changes and every day is different. You know, it could be a mix of meetings. It could be recording a podcast. It could be uh, filming. It could be a mix of the above. You know, it really does depend. It's, you know, working on strategy for Kennedy and Co or dealing with retailers or, you know, there really is no average day. I guess everyone, <laughs> you know, each day just varies and um, that works for me. It wouldn't suit everybody. And I think, you know, that's the thing as well. Um, some people need much more structure in their working day or in their lives. And um, I am, I'm, I'm kind of happy. My structure is unstructured and that's what works for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I suppose, has there been any, like, as I said, like, there is no day that's the same, but has there been any ones, I suppose, from all of this that have kind of been like, you've looked back afterwards and been like, wow, did that actually just happen? I suppose, kind of what you said, the most, like, one that I was kind of pointing out with, like, you've been on Dance with the Stars. Amazing, by the way, like, <laughs> Thank killed you. it, killed it, like. But I, I, do you know what I mean? Is that not one of the ones where, you know, you might come back home and be like, oh, Darren's on the TV tonight. Oh, was he dancing the foxtrot? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, dancing with the stars is a really, uh, you know, it's a really it's iconic. <laughs> yeah. And unless you've done it, it's quite, it's quite difficult to understand <laughs> what it entails. Um, and it's, you know, even before I did it and I, you know, when I was asked to do it, I spoke to friends of mine in the UK who had done Strictly and various things just to get a sense of of what is involved or, you know, what it demands. And I, even at that, everyone's experience is different and I still didn't really fully understand until I did it myself. And it's kind of this, you know, dancing orb where you just kind of submit your life to training, to learning, to listening to music. And it's so difficult. I found it so <laughs> difficult. You see, I'm not a natural dancer and I have no, you know, theatrical background. Whereas a lot of the people that maybe would, would end up doing it, you know, come from, they've done dance in the past, but they've acted or various different things. So I found that a challenge. But that in there was the, the you know, was the, the little nugget of gold as well. I think it's like pushing yourself. Um, uh, so, so kind of pinch me moments. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I when I see Kennedy and Co. When I walk into a pharmacy or I walk into a Dunn stores and I see it there, I do sometimes have a little pinch me moment still because I'm like, like that was literally a dream of mine going back five or six years, and then you start sowing the seeds, and then all of a sudden, 
you know, you start creating a brand and then you start developing product and, you know, so to, or to see people take it out of like their wash bag in the gym. I mean, that's a real, <laughs> that still gives me a little pinch me moment. Um, but you know, I, I, again, I'm, I, I'm sometimes probably a bit tough on myself where I'm like, I don't enjoy this, like those little moments as much as I should. So I'm getting better at that. You know, I am kind of forcing myself to recognize those little moments more, which is nice. Mm. I suppose as well, like, I mean, as soon, if, if there was ever a day that, because um, I know that you uh, were uh, chosen for, you've kind of been spread across spec savers, <laughs> essentially. But I've kind yeah. of noticed that. I remember as a spectacle wearer all my life, kind of like, I can't imagine just walking in and being like, look, that's me. Yeah, I've an appointment in Specsavers this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Like, I mean, yeah. just everything comes around, and uh, I'm just conscious that we're just about to run out of time here. But um, you said everything that's been going on so far. It sounded like you're just doing amazing. But is there what is there anything that the future kind of has in hold for you? Any kind of big plans or bucket list dreams that you're still kind of like this one? I take off or maybe some things like, as you said, with the new kind of like swimming and meet up um, between the kind of different you know companies. I'm just, I, I really just, I'm excited for, um, if, you know, if life has taught me anything, it's that, you know, <laughs> expecting unexpected. And, you know, as much as you, we all try and kind of like keep our hand on the wheel and control what's coming. Really, none of us have any control. Um, so I just I try and, you know, continue to do things that I enjoy that kind of give me life. Um, that you know and and i think live your life for purpose and, and my purpose really is you know to you know bring a little bit in and if i can help people to change their lives and empower themselves well then i'm happy and whatever form that takes and sometimes it's true you know you know my skincare has has i've heard of people you know it's helped eczema it's transformed their lives in that sense obviously you know that wasn't me or you know doing you know TV shows like you are what you wear and helping people change how they view themselves or, you know, new ventures. And God knows I'm going to get started. So God knows what's around the corner. I mean, I would like to take a big chunk out of America um, in terms of the TV landscape there, but let's see, you know, watch this. Play. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with COVID. I mean, <laughs> I, w- I oh, won't book yeah. any of the flights too soon now. God. <laughs> no, no, I'm quite happy now. My wings have been clipped and I, I, I've, I've switched the air for the sea. That's how I'm looking at things. There you go. It's exactly. Well, here, Darren, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Honestly, uh, my I pleasure. appreciate it so much. If people, um, I love that. I, I always do this at the end of podcasts where I say, if people want to follow you, but essentially I'm expecting people to kind of come from, well, better, well-known people, maybe reference to me. But if people want to find you on socials um, or, you know, want to use any of your products get in touch yep. anything like that where can they find you well the best uh, I guess the best place is probably Instagram Darren Kennedy official uh, or on my website DarrenKennedy.co.uk so yeah you'll find me do a little browse Google <laughs> Google that <laughs> yeah and you'll find it all I mean and keep an eye out um, for what else is to come to you. I mean I feel like the world's your oyster and just you've uh, <laughs> you, you um, haven't been you haven't been missing out and anything definitely but um, thank you so much for coming on to podcast and um, hope you have a wonderful day and um, happy birthday to your dog. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, listen, love you chatting to you, Connor. Thanks very much and best of luck with everything. No worries. Thank you. See you later. Take care. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Interviews. 
If you'd like to support the podcast, please give us a like, follow, share, subscribe. You can find me on Instagram at Finchaviews underscore podcast, or you can also find me on Twitter at Finchaviews pod. And if you have any suggestions who you would like to hear me interview next, please do get in touch. So until next time, thanks for listening and I'll see you later. Bye.